Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Depression versus Sadness. I'm really excited to delve into this topic and um, I'm actually recording outside today on this beautiful day so if you hear some cars go by or anything please try and <laughs> disregard that. Um, but yeah, let's let's get started. So I'm going to briefly remind you that I'm not a licensed counselor or other medical professional. However, I feel that no matter how many degrees, research, or books you've engulfed yourself in does not match the feeling and coping and living with this mental illness. The content of this podcast is going to get rather heavy simply because I am confident that I know the ins and outs of depression. I lived it for over five years, and I say lived lightly because I didn't really live. I was simply surviving and getting by. I'm now finally starting to live again and I feel I can distinguish the two well. The goal of this discussion is to introduce you to the differences between sadness and depression that can quite often get confused. So we live in three different states and that's euthymia, hyperthymia, and dysthymia. Some fluctuate between these three throughout a given time frame. Euthymia refers to a relatively happy and normal state, um, nothing over the top. Hyperthymia is defined as a relatively particularly happy mood. You know, maybe you got a raise at work or something and you're ecstatic. And dysthymia refers to a depressed state. The defining distinctions of depression and sadness are primarily rooted from the length of time that they last. Depression is characterized by a sadness that typically lasts longer than a few days. It usually needs to be a sad mood that consists, consists for over two weeks. The difference? Sadness is an emotion. It is typically short-lived. You know, you get a bad mark in school or, or maybe you even had a bad day at work. But it usually passes within a week, a few days, hours, or maybe even minutes. The tough thing about depression is that a lot of people like to talk about it, at least from what I have experienced, even when they haven't experienced it. And to honestly be so lucky. I'm genuinely happy you have never felt the crumpling pain that accompanies depression. I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. But try not to wish your life was something different than it is, because there is a purpose, no matter how hard it seems to believe it, that you have been dealt these cards. We don't choose our cards, but we can certainly choose how to play them. I'm going to go into deep detail about my experiences with depression and really try and focus in and remember how I felt during that long period of struggle in my life. Because sometimes, to be honest, I don't like thinking about it. It was a dark time, but the hope is that you, if you are struggling, you know, you might say, hey, that's me too. Maybe I should reach out for help if you haven't already. And if you have reached out for help, maybe you will reconsider what you are doing if it's not working and think to change things around and get either diagnosed professionally if you haven't already or readjust your medication and therapy if needed. By the end of this podcast, if you have been a survivor of depression, and I say survivor with a lot of pride here because it's a messy thing to live with, you should be proud. If you are currently struggling, I want you to know that there are more people in this world than you think that struggle or have struggled. And I'm one of them and I'm here to help and here to listen. I believe in being transparent and sometimes, frankly, it works against me. But more often than not, people can tell when you are being authentic and when you're not. I cannot expect you as a new listener, knowing very little about me, to consider the advice I give you if you have no reason to believe what I'm saying. So in essence, I want you to know the struggle I dealt with was extensive and very, very real. And telling my own story 
I really hope that you can resonate with what I am saying and how I tripped and fell along this long winding road to get where I am now. And that's what really inspired this topic because I want you to see the grass is truly greener on the other side. But with depression, switching your mindset is not as simple as when you're in euthymia, as I referenced earlier in the episode. You can be in a normal, relatively happy state and switch your thinking or beliefs or mindset. But in dysthymia, correcting your mindset can be as difficult as swimming through molasses. No matter how many times someone tells you, just think positive or smile, it may just seem impossible. With depression, there is no on or off switch. There is no delegation of what your mood will be. It's so out of your control and reach, and the sad part is, oftentimes we don't care. We don't care to change it because we're so apathetic toward life. I remember there were days brushing my teeth or lifting my head to look at people to talk was hard. But we must remember these small victories. Even if it means writing down small goals for the day and working to achieve them, I encourage you to try it. Now here's some example for small goals for the day if you find yourself struggling. So getting out of bed before 12, brushing your teeth, having consistent meals throughout the day, trying to really satisfy basic physiolog- physiological needs because you need that to fuel your body. You can't forget, although it feels like you're just going through the motions or floating by, you are still here. Your body needs to be taken care of. Think of something that makes you feel grateful or maybe even makes you smile, even for just a second. It doesn't need to make you happy, but just try and smile. Because if you focus so much on trying to be happy, chances are you're missing the big picture. And the big picture is this. When you think of something you are grateful for and smile, that's organic. It's happening naturally. On the other hand, if you're constantly putting up an emotional facade claiming you are fine, when you're really hurting inside, it's important to understand that this is natural too. It's okay to not be okay. Remember that. The people around you, I hope, will understand this and really try and support you in this tough time. But let's reel this in and go back briefly to talking about my experiences so you can really understand the intimacy I shared with depression. And it wasn't just depression. It was a slew of things that unraveled in high school. And it started off as a slight fitness obsession, I would say, which developed into an out-of-control eating disorder. I suffered with anorexia for at least two years. It wasn't apparent, though. Most people could not tell by looking at me. I, I seemed healthy. But to my parents and close friends, I, I looked gaunt. I could barely walk up the stairs some days because I was so physically weak. Moving forward, I just remember being sad all the time, crippling, crying if I weighed myself on the scale, and for hours on end. Being in a dark room, door lock, crying over just nothing, it seemed like. The wave of emotion that drowned me was something not even my medication had stabilized. All I wanted was normalcy or what I thought looked like normalcy. To not look at food as an enemy. To not look in the mirror thinking I was so overweight. To just be happy with life for once. Fast forward a little bit and I had reached a healthy weight and my depression seemed to be managed okay. I think now this was my second medication switch. We're moving into the summer and my medication switch had me in emotional shutdown mode. 
you know, my mood was all over the place, crying is out of control to the point where it's extended for hours on end. Stabilization yet again, and we're probably now in the first year of college. I'm driving over an hour to school every day, waking up far too early and getting home far too late. I was a commuter and a nursing student, and I wasn't happy. I hadn't made any good friends, and I was miserable. Again. But this time, it would escalate to a place I have never been before. I remember it was January 2017, and it was just after New Year's, so maybe the second or third. I remember this vividly. I went to my dad, and I told him I felt unsafe with myself. I'd been tinkering with dangerous thoughts in my room, and I'd been crying all weekend and all night. I couldn't take it. I, I was suicidal. This was probably year five of being depressed. You know, clearly in shock, my dad called a local mental health service nearby, and I was transported in and around hospitals to find a bed. Those next five days would be what I needed in the moment, but it was not the wake-up call that I would later turn my life around. Another medication switch. Another new school. Fast forward to the summer and things still aren't right. Another medication switch. Finally, I reached stability in my second year of college towards the, towards the middle of the year. Again, I am not telling this story to throw a pity party. I'm telling you this because I struggled for so long. And I honestly, I really don't know what I clung on to. Like when you're depressed, you are hopeless. They will tell you that hopelessly, hopelessness leads to nowhere good. And boy, were the, that was the truth. That was so true. I landed in the psychiatric ward because I was so hopeless. Even where there appears to be zero hope for you to live, you must dig deeper. Because I know you can. Surviving is one thing. You have to ask yourself, are you just surviving? Or do you want to live like you were meant to? Because this is where the real joy of life happens. Living ignites your soul. Life is beautiful. Opportunities seem endless. And it seems so hard to fathom this when you are depressed. I don't expect that listening to this podcast will immediately ignite your soul. But if it does, please let me know. Please share. But if it doesn't, don't beat yourself up. It's a long, long process and more. You may lose a few battles. But if you win the war, then you have won it all. There will be slip-up days where you might find yourself cutting out of bed a little later. But that's just one loss. Because you got up later... But maybe you went and worked out or did something productive for the day, and those are small victories. Self-defeating thoughts will ultimately cripple your progress. I am not saying not to acknowledge them, but don't hyper-focus and beat yourself up over them. Choose your battles and sweat the stuff that actually matters. If there seems like there is no hope, write down a list like I mentioned previously about things you might be thankful for to have in your life. It could be as small as the pet fish you have or as grand as the new car you bought yourself. Celebrate your victories, acknowledge your failures, but don't let them steep in your thoughts for over five minutes. Give yourself those five minutes, then let it go. Practice being mindful. It won't take a day to get it right, and it might take a year to master or more. But as long as you're making a conscious effort to try and do something for yourself, that is all that matters. Because it's not about putting a smile for others to make them feel like you're doing okay. 
You're simply reassuring that they don't have to worry about you. Discover what it takes to be happy for you and only you. Be honest with them. Let them care for you. You know, you need this right now. You know, the rest will follow. It's not selfish to think of yourself. And you really do need to think of yourself during this time of suffering and pain. Let love for yourself flow and channel through you and to ultimately heal you. It might take some medication to kickstart it, but it might need to be paired with some active changes in your life. Cut toxic things out. Bring in good, healthy things that make you smile. These are things you can control. You cannot control that you were diagnosed with this mental illness or that you are dealing with it. You can change how you react and play the cards you've been dealt. Learn to play those cards, the cards of life. Learn how to dodge risky situations or people that might be unhealthy for you. Place yourself purposefully in situations that will promote growth. You often don't learn from being sad. It's far too fleeting. With depression, you can learn, and you can learn only if you let yourself. Try and gather together what you've gained from this experience. Turn this negative into a positive because it's much less draining to turn the situation around than to dwell on it. It's going to take a lot of willpower and it's going to take time, but I can tell you, life is beautiful once you learn to love yourself and do things for you. Be patient in this pursuit to happiness because you deserve good things in your life. You are meant for things greater than yourself and you are meant for creating a happy, fulfilling life that's, that's prosperous. Tell yourself this. Remind yourself every day if you must. Because if you tell yourself enough, you will believe it. This is called an affirmation. A few helpful affirmations to say daily are, which I often used in my daily life and when I was really suffering is, I'm worthy of love. I am loved. I am healthy. I have my family, friends, etc. In conclusion, the major difference between sadness and depression is the duration and what you can gather from going through each of these experiences. Sadness can be ever so fleeting. You forget about it within weeks. Depression is so much more, which I hope you can understand after this episode. You learn a lot about yourself. There's no off switch and ultimately it can be the wake up call you need. So I hope this episode finds you not feeling alone and that you can find some comfort in dealing and coping with this mental illness through hearing my experience with it. I hope that it inspires or even just makes you think a little bit about your own life and what you can do to instill some change. If not, I hope it provides some insight into how hard the battle can be for someone, especially if you're you know, looking in from the outside. As always, my email is open for submissions. I hope you'll use it to your advantage. I thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast and today's topic. I hope you were really able to gather and really learn a lot about yourself or maybe about other people in today's topic. Tune in for next week's episode where I'll be discussing some red flags in the beginning stages of any romantic relationship you begin to pursue.